This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Here we are yet again. I tell you what, these weeks are going faster and faster. Yeah. It feels like we're coming in and out of here every day. <laughs> we're in the man cave mm. to do another chat. But mm. it's going to be a curious one today, isn't it? What's happening? Well, in, in a great way, really, in that you guys have sent so many uh, messages to us uh, telling us what you'd like us to talk around, really, yes, because yeah. what you're going through with your kids. Because, I mean, if there was ever a time for a podcast where we share back and forth yeah. with all of you guys... Yeah. What the hell we're supposed I'm to nodding, do? So it means yeah. let's set together unprecedented times. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our podcast. Confessions Who the hell are you? Parent. Who the hell are you? I haven't seen you for the last six weeks. Well, I have only seen you for the last six weeks. Oh my god, what are we at? The week seven? Week six? This is. This is well, no, because this is the last week of lockdown so right. far, isn't it? We're hearing whether there's another three weeks. So, yes, yeah, yeah. six weeks. Next week will be week seven right. of lockdown. Well, listeners, we thought that it's a very, very, very odd time. I hate to use the U word, unprecedented, but it really is. And one of the problems that we, we feel, actually, talking about almost anything other than um, topics that kind of emerge out of this coronavirus crisis that we're in, is that everything, everything that generally we talk about, think about, or are worried about in everyday life seems totally trite and slightly disengaged and not relevant and kind of just not pertinent to any of the kind of concerns or issues mm. that we're going through at the moment. And I think all of us are in varying stages of kind of introspection, asking ourselves, what are we doing? Why are we human? What do we want for our kids? What do we want for ourselves? So we thought, and you have, Nadia, thrown it over to our listeners, essentially, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. So I just asked you earlier, oh, we love you guys. We really do. We love you. Um, you've come up with all the things that you would like us to have a chat about and yeah. what, what's worrying you, what's concerning you. So we thought we'd just go through them yeah. and spend a little bit. I mean, again... We don't advise because in no way are we experts at this no. parenting lark. It's no. just share the struggles. So some of these things that come up, we may say, well say, yep, <laughs> I haven't no, got a bloody clue what we're going to do absolutely. about that. But let's have a, let's have a look. And, it's, it and always, it's always really good, I think, in these. I mean, the, the irony of the current situation is we are all isolated and separate. And, you know, in many regards, we have to remind ourselves that we are very, very lucky that we are in this technological time mm. where we are all actually strangely far more connected in some capacity with each other than we have ever been in history. But I do think what comes with that is a little bit of a Faustian relationship where you assume you've got that connection and actually the connection is at times not very real. Well, and some people don't actually have that connection. No, and quite. I thought this, th no, because um, a, a couple of the girls' friends do not have Wi-Fi. You're joking. No, I am not joking. Oh, what we must remember is that there's a right. lot of people that don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. And so I'm being careful because I don't want to say which no, daughter course, it is. Of but what but one of our daughters is extremely 
unhappy and worried about one of her friends right. that doesn't have that. So there will be listeners here that have that problem that, mm. and that have the children that are saying, I want Wi-Fi, everybody else has got it, everybody mm. else is connected. And I think that that is a whole different that's a really kind of worry. That's a really interesting topic that in my middle-class Tarquin-like untouchable mm. thinking... You Tarquin twit, I'm you. a Tarquin twat. <laughs> Not Tarquin, Tarquin twit, I'm a Tarquin twat. No, you're right. I can think of who that was and like it reminds me of the sort of the haves and have-nots of when I was at school and certain mm. kids couldn't afford certain clothes or school mm. bags. And actually, in this modern age, we do all really quite arrogantly assume that everyone is at the same technological... It's a sort of almost oh technological God, wealth. Mass, it's a massive problem for the homeschooling that they're doing through school as well. Yeah. I've been seeing that on the news. That Of course, a lot of people don't have internet at home. No, you're right. And so they, they've completely dropped off the... But also kids... Certain... Well, I wonder if... There is something different that happens when because our kids are plugged into their phones all the mm. time. And I wonder, sometimes I think, I'd really like us to try to have a few days without the Any internet, yeah, yeah, without yeah. the tech. Yeah. Because we assume, oh, God, poor kids that haven't got the internet. But maybe they're doing all the things that we did when we were kids. When I think back to my childhood and I think of us as kids, you know... Sorry, I'm sorry. Put, I'm, going into cold, I'm going into cold turkey because if you actually flip the... I just thought, why don't we just flick the Wi-Fi off for a day? Yeah. Then you can't watch anything. Exactly. Shitting hell. No, exactly. no, no, let's not do that. Exactly, but for a lot of people, that's the reality. So it's a very difficult But thing. also, something else I was thinking of, it's really interesting that we're starting on this, actually, because... I mean, we don't have Wi-Fi, not because they, they don't want to pay for it, but they no. just don't agree with it. They but just don't it, want it. No, absolutely. But it's interesting that we're starting on this sort of topic, because in a sense, all of the uh, content or comments that have come from listeners and followers of our various social media platforms, have obviously this information's come to us because we could quite quickly ask everyone and they could all quite quickly come back to us. But I was just thinking then, actually... If I think about those elements of what the girls are spending their, their time doing in lockdown, some of that is playing games. Expensive. It's, it's expensive. Uh, some of that is um, listening to music. Now, listening to music, you think, oh, you just listen to music. It doesn't come that easily. Apple Music is a subscription-based thing. Spotify is also uh, a subscription-based thing. So these all cost money. So you're absolutely right. There are going to be countless kids out there. Now, parents' econ economics are being squeezed tested, by this yeah. and tested. So you're oh, right. I'm wondering, I'm wondering about the listener that might be having now to to think about do I actually, where do I actually yeah, save yeah. the money here? Yeah. If I'm stopping my subscription to Spotify, to this, to that, yeah. where is that going to leave me with the kids and, their, and the, that being their full wow. entertainment? So I think, yeah, yes, right. we do lean on technology a lot, but mm. Jesus, that, that's precarious. I mean, I worry about just by the massive use of the internet. I sometimes really worry, are they going to be able to maintain this? What if YouTube crashes? What if... What if well, Netflix, Netflix had to reduce its bandwidth or something, because didn't we, it, to Europe? we as parents rely an awful lot on tech now we to really keep do. our children engaged. And as you started off, when you started off saying this, that's how most children... Are getting through. Are getting through is yeah. by is with contact. But you know, it's like when I say to Maddie and she's oh mom, mom, I just you know, we were supposed to be having a party or we were supposed to be doing this, or it's so and so's birthday and we were supposed to be having a get together. And I say, Well, you know, you've got you Zoom, you know, like half hearted. Yeah. She said, Mom, but you just you're not like hanging out and it's just it I now am yearning for that thing with my friends, and this might sound weird. 
Like when I see my friends and I and I hug them and I smell them and I know they're different perfumes. Yeah. And you get all those little and you're looking at their shoes and you're looking yeah. at all those moments that have just been wiped away. Yeah. That we are dealing with in a very different way as adults because we know, you know, this isn't always going to be. But I think for children, they're finding it really hard to even articulate that. Yes. That that just the that just the the, the presence. The presence of somebody. I also wonder whether, I mean, it's interesting because this conversation is almost turning into technology, friend or foe. Mm. Because in some regards, it's the friend, again, it's that Faustian pact. It always fascinates me, that pact, where, yes, it is our friend. It is helping us. But I keep being drawn back to a comment that Carlitos, our friend Lisa's son, made on a couple of podcasts back where he was really worried, and it's really stuck with me, this. He's re- he was really worried about a social awkwardness potentially creeping back into uh, friendships that were moving at quite a good pace or, you know, yeah. where they're all comfortable with each other. And I was talking to Maddie about this the other day, and she too... And Kiki. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they both said that they could really relate to They're that. really worried. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's a kind of connection that happens on... Uh, you know, on FaceTime or uh, WhatsApp, Skype, whatever it is, however they're talking to each other. There's a sort of ability to communicate without any of the looking at each other as fully as you would if you were together Mm. or none of the kind of social norms of touch or filling gaps Mm. or, you know, you can... I mean, I never cease to be amazed that a lot of youngsters will have FaceTime on in some capacity and they won't talk to each other for ages because they're getting on with stuff. It goes back to that idea that I was reading somewhere that people do Zoom groups where they just sit silently. So, you know, I can't, it's a, it's a real curate's egg, isn't it? It's like, is it is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Oh, I suppose it's all, it's a bit well, of both, I think, Well, it? I think at the moment, personally, from from my position, I don't know what I would do without the tech Absolutely. going through lockdown. I, I just don't know what I'd do as a parent. Because no. Kiki every night is, um, and, and to a degree, they're a bit more used to it because of homeschooling. You know, you go up to her room, she's got a laptop on, she's quite often watching something with two of her other friends watching it on their phones and painting and drawing at the same time. Yeah. So, and and, you know, they're missing sleepovers. And so I said, listen, why don't you do the full sleepover thing? You know, get as many of your friends as you can, dance, listen to music, or get snacks, get your popcorn, stay up all night, have a midnight feast. She should download Zoom. She should do that. She could do a house yeah. party through night through the download night. Download Zoom. They know more about Zoom than we do. Are you joking? Well, mind you, Zoom isn't entirely safe, is it? Yeah. Um, oh my God! Well, this is, what a fascinating chat. You're right. So anyway, so thanks to technology, our first comment here um, is: My son Eleven isn't missing school, but he's really missing his friends and sport, and is using FaceTime. I, I think about this quite often, actually. That's Luckily actually. for us, our children aren't sporty. Though no, Kiki they're... likes to run, and I think if you've got a kid that's a runner or a cyclist, you're okay. But and I don't. I find it really difficult to understand sport because I was never. I never liked sport. I, I always dance. My sport all the way through school was ballet and Greek dance and all this stuff. But I think about that quite often. I think, what's it like if you're one of those yeah, yeah. team sport players? I mean, you would know well, that because I mean, that's what you were like. Well, when I was much younger, I was. And I do think being a father to four daughters, one's appetite for sport and also being, I hate to bring it up, but being a non-drinker. So my realms of kind of being with other men, 
it's it's a huge stereotype to suggest that the sports fall more lean more towards men. That's an absolute nonsense. Obviously, all female sports are, are blossoming, and football, cricket, and everything. Well, yeah, there's but, all the girls that are in the hockey oh, teams, absolutely, and the cricket absolutely. Teams so there, there's it. as much of it. But for some reason, none of my four good girls have in any way really expressed a massive appetite mm. for sport. They have for the arts, but not sport. And I, you're right. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about it specifically with again our friend Lisa and her other son Eddie. And he's an incredibly physical, sporty, yeah. wants to play basketball. There's a wonderful yeah. clip on one of our platforms where she'd sent the image of him playing basketball in her lounge. Yeah. And I... He's raving. I, I can't even begin to describe how unable, just as I start to think about it, I feel about the prospect of dealing with an over-physical, mm. frustrated boy mm. of 16, 17 or 18 with all the physicality that comes with them. Well, my friend, think... her daughter is a brilliant cricket player. Right. And she's in the cricket team and every weekend she's going to this place and that place. Yeah. And it's just gone. Yeah. It's just completely gone. And, you know, girls' football now is a massive thing as well. Well, football and cricket was every part of my weekend yeah. and, and so, time. So being a sporty kid, mm. I can't answer this because I wasn't... Though my, my dance classes meant a lot to me at yeah. the weekend... What would you say to the parent of a really sporty child that is missing it? Well, I think I would have to say to the parent, because I think the child is going to quite obviously have just so much excess energy. Mm. They're also going to, it's also going to feed back. If you imagine you've clipped off the ability for that self-expression through sport. And I think it's really important to get judgy or we're arty, they're sporty. Sport is another form of physical expression and it helps the mentals, as we know Mm. from me running and stuff like that. And you doing exercise. I think you have to recognise that that teen or that child is going to, a lot of that energy is going to turn inwards. You are almost more than likely, this is what's going to happen. So this is what, I suppose what I'd say, first of all, is don't be surprised that in a time of massively reduced external activity or being able to go out, uh, you're going to have to somehow compensate for that. But it's the team sport. I mean, I know you could get them out, you get them running, but it's it's like you say. Contact it's sport. A lot of it's contact, contact team sport. sport. That yeah. must be just so hard. It's so hard. I mean, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but this is where tech may come in again. I know that for the vast majority of boys, FIFA 2020, I mean, I've gone down that wormhole in my past before, where it's not a physical exercise, but you can outlet the mental oh, competition. Yeah. And I do think it's very easy to go. We're not What we're not talking about here is we're not suggesting for a minute that FIFA on Nintendo or PS4 is a replacement to sport. No, but if they're getting their running in, if but they, they can get us, it, yeah, yeah, so get an I get get your one hour's residual exercise. I hate to say it, if you're a parent of a child that's sporty, I think you need to up your game and try and step out and go with them. Yeah. And and sort of if you haven't run, here's a really top tip. Get your child to get you fit and match ready. Yeah, that would be good. Give them, give the, them task. the task of being the coach. Because I'll tell you what the psychology of the FIFA game, which is a massive deal for most young boys and a lot of young girls. It's not just the playing the football. It's not just the playing the game. It's not the winning the matches. It's managing the team, which these kids... And what people don't realise when they see boys playing these football games is they've done all of the team choosing. They've done all of the training. They've done all of the buying on the markets. There's huge logistics involved in this. So if you've got that competitive edge, so let them play those games to compete. That will get the competitive gene out. Give them yourself and your partner or other people in the house as their motley band that they have to get match ready. Yeah. I think that would be a really good idea. It would mm. be like saying to Kiki if she was really sporty, get mum ready for a 5K. Mm. Yeah, so this is the next one here. Oh. 
Um, my teen has no routine, up all night chatting to friends online, then sleeps all day, so worried. Oh. <laughs> We're the same. <laughs> well, here we, we are, go, yeah. We are the same. And you know what? We're letting them sleep till 11, half past 11. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I know a lot of people will think, oh, my God, that's disgusting. But I see it as the world is in trauma. Um, kids are um, finding their way through it, yeah. just the same way, way we are. Um, I do, I personally get really uncomfortable if they're in bed past midday. I just think that that's not good for... Mm. just sleeping Funny. patterns yeah. and you need that morning sunlight and everything. And I will start to, to take it yeah. back a bit, you know, maybe half 11, then 11, then 10 and just... But I think at the minute when everyone's really, like, reeling and they're so sad, I we do let them sleep in later. Um, and then we just try and make something fun. We try and park something in the day, don't we? We say, right, who's choosing a film later? Mm. Right, he, quite often they'll dump us. We'll get to the time where we're all going to watch something. Oh, oh, yeah. Mum, are you all right if I don't watch the film? Yeah. Only um, I want to uh, just have a chat with my friends upstairs and we're okay with that. But I think try and park something or try and say, you know, what would you like to eat? Let's all let's all have something you can choose. I think yeah. giving them a bit of power to choose something that they want to do. As Mark says, always says, get into something that they like. Listen to a bit of you. Oh, can I just come and sit and listen to some of your favourite tunes? But really want to do it and really listen. Well, I think something that we do in our household that's really good is that when there's household chores to be done, we always let the kids put their music on. So it gives, uh, yeah. us, it gives us a chance yeah, to plug that, into them and it also gives them yeah. something. They look forward to listening to their music. Yeah, blasted in the yeah, house. You say, like, right, your turn to go in the kitchen, blast whatever mu music they yeah. want, and they blast it really loud. This, this question here or this comment here is slightly similar how to motivate exercise and schoolwork, but also being creative without a screen. That kind of goes back to what we were just talking about i think to motivate has to begin with you kind of just telling them they have to do it like today we're going to the park they won't want to do it yes we'll just say we're going because yeah. after five minutes they do start to uh, feel better uh, yeah. and i noticed a massive difference we all got a big agoraphobic over the last week and didn't go to the park and it, it, it's I, i'm feeling it now i'm really feeling it but can i just say i mean going back to this idea of routine and you're right we have allowed the girls to kind of stay up late and kind of talk to their friends late because that's what their other friends are doing i mean imagine saying to your kids now if they know two or three of their friends are all talking late mm. i mean can you imagine actually saying to them no you mm. can't at this point for, mm. they'll turn around quite rightly and say for what to get up tomorrow and not go anywhere and do what exactly mm. well schoolwork i think i think a lot of parents listening to this might be thinking okay well that's all well and good but at what point do we need to start tightening the net at what point do we need to start quite quite heavily structuring their day and I, I, I just want to give a little bit of insight into the fact that we have started in the afternoons albeit that you know Kiki gets up a bit later Maddie gets up a bit later we have started to almost structure half hour lessons really of science and English and maths and things like that but we're doing it in a very sort of not this isn't we're not sort of selling it as this happens at this time every day mm. so that it's, it's, and this is a really important point I that I want to make. I give them a schedule every day. Well, I, they haven't got it day. over the week. Exactly, because I think if they know that's happening every day, anything becomes a chore. Everything mm. becomes slightly a chore. Whereas I think if they know that there maybe is flexibility around it by 10 to 15 minutes every day, but it's still happening, it takes the sort of regimented nature of it mm. out of it. 
What about being creative without screen? That's creative? Well, I mean, I think that is a huge challenge. And I think, you know, this is about, I mean, I keep I keep saying, I mean, the, the irony in this house is, I keep saying, right, let's all draw around the table. And we, we're all g- g- gunning for it. And then Kiki will come out and go, would you, would you mind? I really would rather mm. go upstairs because she finds us stressful. <laughs> she wants a calm, rewarding, as Grayson Perry said in his documentary recently, you need a calm mm. and quiet space. <laughs> If your kid has a screen, and I mean, I think sometimes we have to ask ourselves, do we want things for the sake of it? Yeah. Do we say we want our children to be creative away from the screen for what end? Yeah. If they are being creative and using the screen, does it really matter? And remember, this isn't advice. We're not advisors. No. We're not professionals. I'm just asking this question out loud to myself. Um, <clears throat> I suppose, I suppose... Yeah, I suppose there is a need for that because we are Kiki paints and draws, yeah. so we we don't worry about it. I suppose because no. she is creative off screen. If she was only creative on screen, would I worry about that? I think I would worry if she wasn't being creative. Not yeah. really how she wasn't being creative. Do you yeah, know what no, I, mean? I agree. I, th- I think I think another way to th- to be <clears throat> to, to sort of approach being being creative without screens. It's like, for example, today for very sad reasons. I was going through a load of drawers and found a load of old art postcards that I've got. And then I thought to myself, I know what, Kiki's been wanting to know what to put in her art book. And I thought, well, why doesn't she just go through this? Go through go this, through find what, go through the whole box, find what she likes. It's almost like if you can find ways of things, things that are important to you or things that you've got. That what can... about a boy that doesn't want to be creative artistically? What are the other ways to be creative? Well, cooking. See, cooking is a great way to be creative. Cooking is great, but I, I do also think making films with using the screen. We go back to the screen, but it's incredibly creative to do that. Well, I was thinking of like a boy like Lisa's Eddie. I mean, I, remember, I was blown away the day he came round and he'd written his own rap. I know. You know, sing your own music. Get them to go out. Get your kids to do a performance. Get your kids, if you've got a yard or if you've got a garden or if you've got somewhere the kids can go, set them a challenge. Do you remember what we used to do when we were on holiday? We used to do the Adelie Olympics. Yeah. Sort of create. There are ways of creating even indoor sort of competitions, yeah. and I think if you can do that, I mean, we to be fair, we haven't needed to because we're very lucky that Maddie is very self-sustained with her music. Yeah, she with, and it's not just like she listens to it; she plays, she composes, and every time I go into a room, she has a book as thick as a, the Bible, and she's writing lyrics. But what I would say to that is, we. And we knock ourselves all the yeah. time as parents. And I, I say all the time, the one thing I want to be is a better parent because I don't think I'm a particularly good parent. But one thing I would say that we do do is we give them enormous amounts of time to just be. Yeah. They have enormous amounts of time. So yeah. we let them go to their room. We don't call them 25 times a day. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Come do this. Come do Break. I think what, and I remember this as a child, parents, I think we can sometimes make the mistake that we have the right at any point in the day to break their thought and just say, right, we want you to do this. And I think we have to be careful. Sometimes I do it because I think sometimes I have to be that kind of mum and I'm fine with that. But I think if we, if you, if you have a think about, and I'm thinking about one particular person we know who said that a young person, I have to be careful because I don't want the person to know who it is. So it says she, whenever she goes to her room, within 10 minutes, her mum's calling her to ask her what she's doing. 
Yeah. And I think you need to leave them space a long amount of time to sit maybe in their room, to not want to wonder what they're going to do, mm. and then to come up with something. to enter. And that's why why Maddie has become such a brilliant songwriter. Oh, I, I entirely agree. I really do. I entirely agree. I mean, what he you're saying... Asian, a, oceans of time. I mean, some people would call it benign neglect, but I think you're absolutely right. I think it is about balancing knowing how much time you... you, you it, here's the thing. That my problem with this, and I think there's a whole chat and podcast about this to be had, which is called Guilty Parenting. Yeah. I think more often than not, parents call up to the kids to ask what they're doing or to jolt them into some kind of almost like presence of mind to be like yeah. plugged into the rest of the household because the parent, not the guilty. child, the parent is feeling guilty mm. quite specifically and simply about themselves as a parent. Mm. I should be. I mean, what are you I, doing? Yeah, no, no, what, no, no, what but everyone doing? in life is feeling. And <laughs> we I think, all do it. I mean, on another one of our platforms, someone sent us this really interesting message about and people, a lot, of, a lot of comments today about mental health. And this is a mental health observation. And some comment, a comment that someone made a couple of weeks ago really stuck with me. And they said that their mental health had, had, a, had a marked improvement, weirdly, because they'd removed the capacity of using the word should, should. all the time. Mm. Well, because, that's what every therapist yeah, tells yeah, you. Yeah, because in life, in life, and this person was saying the mental health was absolutely sort of terrible because they felt they should be better. They should have a better job. They should be earning more money. They should be more successful. They should be working harder. They should. And regard- she said that lockdown was an, inter- was an incredibly peaceful time yeah, for her. Yeah, absolutely. She, and her depression and anxiety lifted yeah. because she'd taken the shoulds out of yeah. it. Yeah, and I think and there I were think- an enormous number of shoulds, and we both And we do it with children Yeah, we do it enormously with children and i think children's are, children are quite literally innocent bystanders sometimes to parents you know it's like those moments when i think back to when i was a child and there would be a sudden eruption of anger or fury from my nan or my mum that wasn't about necessarily i'm sure i was i know i was an irritating little shit but at the same time there'll have been moments where they were almost trying it to jog there. themselves yeah. into feeling like they should be doing yeah. something better or yeah. i should be making his time because more valuable because it's very stressful and scary being a parent yeah. and you can sometimes the, the rest Responsibility can slap you in the face out of nowhere. Absolutely, it can really, yeah, yeah. And I think it's it can really... blindside you, can't it? And then you yeah. go into a panic. I think with that, you have to be incredibly patient, and it's very, very hard. Neither Cause... of us are patient people, and I think the biggest challenge for us with our our children is to be patient. So, with mental health and with communicating with your children. They, you have to, it's like peeling a grape with a pin. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like. You yeah, put yeah. the little pin in Good and analogy. you try and peel a bit of the skin off and they'll look down and they won't want to say what is so important, what we've learned by default is not to go, well, come on, you know, just tell us what's going, why are you so down? What's the matter? You have to, I mean, I can think of it just last night lying on Kiki's bed and just yeah. wanting to go, just tell me what's wrong. Yeah. But you just have to be open and you have to what i find really works with the kids and it's taken years i'm talking about years but it is my mantra and i pump it to them at all occasions a problem shared is a problem halved put one of the heavy bags down just put one you're still going to be walking with another heavy bag but just put one bag down just tell me i'm not going to be able to fix it but just get it out because they they hold so much in and with lockdown and they're lockdowning their lockdown locking Locking down down, their feelings it's they are going through a really difficult time there was um 
I was watching the news yesterday. It's artistic director of a children's theatre company. And he just said it. He said, being a teenager is really difficult. He yeah, said yeah, it with yeah, such yeah. simplicity. Yeah, yeah. And he said, and lockdown is really, really difficult. Yeah. And we have to be enormously patient with them, which is very hard because, of course, it, lockdown is very difficult for all the grown-ups too. Mm. But just think of it as just peeling off very thin slivers off the grape with a pin. And think about this improving their mental health, not just down for lockdown, but through the years. This is a chance to get a line of communication open with yeah. your children that will go through all their life. They'll come to you in their 20s, their yeah. 30s, their 40s. Uh, in their 50s, they'll want to ring mum and dad and go, listen, I know you can't do much about this, but I just want to get this out. Mm. I just want to... And as we know, so important for boys because boys find it so much yeah. more difficult. Absolutely. How would you have felt as a young boy if somebody had actually said, how do you you feel how is this impacting on you mark how i think i'd it? have run away yeah. and hid under a car because i mean yeah. it would it was so anathema i was yeah. never asked how i felt yeah but and and look how you've struggled with your mental health no 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 i know i mean I, so it's really really important oh, to try but to be patient yeah. think of it when you try and talk to I your mean, teen later today think of me with that little tiny bit of skin i tried to build up the I was your classic kind of overactive, over-questioning, into everything, single child. So I was hungry for everything. And I also, I was always worried that these were the last scraps and they were the only things and I wanted everything. And I was just literally like, I was like that creature in The Good Dinosaur that they find in the bushes. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, when people used to come to our basement flat, I'd be like that in the front room. And if I think back to that child, I would have... I always felt, and I'm only using this as an analogy to what some kids might be feeling like, which is I always felt, I never felt that there was any space to be tolerated, actually. There was no room. I just did what I did on my own in my own room. But when I was around my parents, there was no, or my mum and my grandmother. Them. I just avoided them and kind of, I just knew, I could, all I could tell was, oh, they get really annoyed really quickly. Of, if you think about it, if you're an adult and every time you walk into a room as an adult, everyone yeah. goes, what, what are you doing? What are yeah, you yeah, wanting? Yeah, yeah. You're just going to escape to your room as fast Absolutely. as you can. But another really important thing. My dad always says that to me, actually. He always says, you and Mark, you treat the girls with such respect and their friends. Yeah. He's always so puzzled. Yeah, it. well, we treat them like equals. We treat, treat them. But another really important thing that you reminded me of was something that another friend of ours once said, Rachel. Um, and it was about the fact that in where you may be rubbing up against your child, say, in attitude or maybe energy, or you feel you've got all these ideas for them and they seem unmotivated. You know, the word motivated is a very subjective term. You know, they might not be motivated in the ways you understand motivation to manifest itself. You know, I, I mean, I find it fascinating to know that most teenagers who are sitting around like, what you know, to most adults, like lumps of what my nan used to say, what are you, a lump of lard, just sitting there. So much is going on in their heads. Yeah. So much is happening. Oh, God. Not everything that's Thousands going on on their phone is actually mm. non-creative, pointless, mindless shit. Mm. Some of it's very funny, very witty, very sophisticated. If they're listening to music, it's informing something. But the main point here that I think our friend mentioned to us, and it's really stuck with me, and I use it at times when I'm frustrated or I feel that I want this for Maddie or I want this for Kiki or Izzy or Fleur, and why don't they want it for themselves is... All children, like all adults, are different. Mm. 
and your child may well be pumping or beating at a slower rate than you. Well, we always have this problem with, because we're both very sort of, we're very speedy people. We're speedy, we move our hands a lot, we talk, everything we do, we do it very, very quickly. And then we have this child, our oldest child, who moves and and does everything in a much, much slower way. And if you think about the way she writes music and everything we see now, that's her essence. And for years... We were worried sick about this, weren't mm, we? Mm. Why she moves so slowly? Why does she do this so slowly? Why does she? And it's just, we, you have to let them have their essence, their yes. spirit. Yeah. You cannot be that, you cannot vicariously be you no. through them. They come through you, not to you. You know, just that line over and over again. And I have to remind myself, remind myself of it every day. Yeah, um, and also you get off the ego trip, parents. Get you know, off the, the ego these trip. Kids well, aren't, I have to you say don't want myself, these kids to be do. mini versions of you. I know, it's so hard. This is a really it's, good I think one. this yeah. will have to be the last one. But When it, you notice got, bad habits developing in your mm. kids, but they're no longer children, my God, oh my this God, is such I a love this good one. one. Look, Emma, because yeah. I tell you why I love this one. Because the things that I see are the things that I am. And that's the Say hardest that again. thing for I'm me. Completely just called... The things that I'm seeing yeah. are the things that I've taught them. Right. So I'm seeing my reflection. Right. The good in them, the talent in them, I don't see from coming from me. But, but that's the bad self-esteem, isn't it? I'm really, no, I mean, I've got a really good heart and I'm a kind person and I'm an empathetic person and I see that. And I see that in in my children, in our children, mm. and I and I know that that comes from us. I see their, you know, their incredible knowledge and art and all of that. I see that's come from you. But the bad habits that I really worry about, I I can attribute them mostly to me. I do have okay. to just pause the entire chat and explain to the listener. That if you can hear the sound of thunder in the background, it's my it's my stomach that hasn't stopped <laughs> churning for about the last thirty six hours. I do sincerely apologise. No, what really resonated <laughs> with me about that as well is the is and it's a this could be an entire conversation or chat all of its own, is the idea that you see behaviour in your children and they're older than teens, so you can't correct it. That's a fascinating, fascinating thing because there but you is. Can. But you can ah, think ah. of a friend. It's just that it changes. You can't tell them. No. But you have to, you will do. But it's actually the point as a parent where you can get really creative. Well, I, my it's analogy, like, how am I going to help turn ah, this my, my analogy is more like the pinball machine, you know, where like up until the point before, it's like a cricket bat sometimes where you're sort of mm. hitting it. You go, no, that way. No, that way. Or a baseball bat. And then when they get a bit older, it's like, you know, when you play, well, I don't know if you used to play pinball a lot, but there'd be that moment where you'd nudge. And you'd nudge the ball and it would... Yeah. Ju- 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 and it's about nudging. But I have to confess, it's like I was having a chat with Izzy the other day about this and she's, you know, in her mid-twenties. And I said to her, I said, you know, what you have to understand, Izzy, we were just talking about something, it wasn't contentious. And I said, I'm parenting a mid-twenties-year-old girl for the first time. This yeah. is the first time. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I'm, I'm learning I'm, on the job. Yeah, <laughs> I'm finding my way. And I heard her pause and she went... She's very, she was very reasonable. She went, oh, yeah, I guess you are, aren't you? Yeah, I said, every yeah. age. It's yeah. The, it's, we're uh, just doing yeah. this. Yeah, and I said, it's, and, and in a weird way, your parents in their 80s are experiencing what it means to be parents of 50 and nearly 60-year-olds, and it gets no bloody easier. Yeah, it gets no it gets easier. It gets no easier at all. I, I, I have a little technique that I use now for the teens. Yeah. 
I've got a little technique that I'm using now and I'm whispering because they're in the house oh, wow. and okay. they might hear my technique. Okay. I'm praying, Is there one under the table? I'm praying that they don't listen oh, to okay. this podcast. And I say to them, listen, you know, and my problem is I'm very messy and I'm very disorganised, so I can't say be like me. So one of the things I say is don't ever be like me. Don't be like me because my life has been so difficult because yes. of my inability to be uh, organised and to show me up. And our youngest is very, very organised and very tidy and very... And so what I say now is very, very soon, Maddie, you are going to be living away from us and you're going to be in... A flat yeah, yeah, and in yeah. a house and I know she gets excited yes, about she that does. Yeah. and you don't want to be that person that when yeah. you leave the kitchen all Everyone your goes. flatmates go oh my god <sighs> how filthy is she yeah, yeah. oh my god and did you see she took everything out of the fridge and didn't even and she kind of I can I can see her listening yeah. to me I can feel it. she won't say anything to me she yeah. won't let me think for one minute she's heard no, what I'm saying but it goes in by osmosis you know just yeah. around the chat and so yeah just get creative as a parent how can I get this stuff in now without making it, them sit on the naughty yeah, 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 step absolutely. but back each other up because I've seen that happen with you where you were trying to teach her another dish to cook the other day and she was she was showing some resistance as teenagers <laughs> can and you went out of the kitchen and I just kind of caught the tail end of it and I just sort of sidled into the kitchen and I said to her, I said, this is great. I said, you know, I said, this is really good. I said, I remember when I lived in my flat as a, as a student, there were some proper fucking asses in there, I tell you. Mm. And I said, do you know what? I said, you learn how to make that, you're going to be the best flatmate. And she, you li I literally saw her go from resistance to a spark of, Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That's what I do. I don't know. I, it's great. Yeah. But it does I say to her, this, yeah. if you can brilliant. cook this, oh my God, when you have, you can cook a meringue yeah. Yeah. or you can do that. So just funny. I thought, my, what, we've can got just, time for yeah, one more. Time for one more. But I just wanted, I just had a quick tip, actually. In this time of unprecedented change and new normals and what will a new normal be, I would say that something almost every parent, if you've got the capacity to, if you've got the ability to, and I think you can now access paints and very cheap kind of DIY stuff, allow your child, and you don't even need to paint to do this, I think I would say to every parent in the country, allow your child to do whatever they want to do to change their room, to to make it more their own. Mm. to ch Because I think sometimes, I often say to the girls sometimes, you know, have you ever thought of standing in that corner over there and looking back at the room? And we all did it once as a stupid joke. I said, this room doesn't look the same. And I said, we are all struggling to find ways of reviewing the same space. And mm. often for teenagers, if I think of That's Kiki's true. room and Maddie's room, they're both such amazing in very different ways. The walls in their rooms are outward expressions of their internal psychological personalities. But it's interesting it, you say that because our daughter Maddie does a lot of Instagram gigs yeah. where she sings from her room. Yeah. And I watch the comments and the amount of teens that come and say, I love your yeah. room so much. My parents would never allow me to yeah. do this with my room. And that's a really good idea. It's a really good idea. Why not think about really pushing yourself yeah. out of out of the control? Because we had to. Yeah. Because, of course, we wanted the control. Oh, don't you want nice yeah, flowers? And absolutely. then we pushed ourselves beyond that boundary and they are so proud of their rooms you might be really surprised, really surprised with what they do and it could take and say to them take the whole time of lockdown cut out magazine things put up yeah. you know put maybe get them to cut out um 
you know, do a collage of different words saying also, how they feel and make an expression yeah, of how they feel. But also get allow them. Here's, this is really radical. This is like changing rooms for our teens and our, our tweens. Let them put stuff on the effing ceiling. Yeah. Let them do whatever they want to do. Because believe me, in the grand scheme of things, in the great big sort of eons of history that are, are, are stretching ahead of us as we come out of this crisis, you know, perhaps when Johnny has left home and you look at the walls and you go, what an absolute No, but you can always mess. say, when you leave yeah. this room, yeah, yeah. to teach them that, and we're, or when we sell we'll this house, or if we move from this flat, or if yeah. we ever have to give this back to the exactly. landlord or whatever, or whatever, you get this room back to exactly yeah. how it was. But it might even be moving furniture around. It might yeah. even be letting them have a piece of furniture from somewhere else, else in the house. Yeah. It might even be letting them have their PS4 in their room. Do you know what I mean? I think it's about get, just let them Changing take control of their space. space. And that is non-screen based. And it's yeah. you'll be surprised by how creative it is. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you could always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, <laughs> at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. So many brilliant comments. Uh, We've got them up on the screen here. We must make time to talk about that one. Um, Attitudes and clashing with older kids. How do you deal with it when they belittle you? I find it hurtful. Oh, oh, Lady Carmen, my heart aches for you with this. I find this difficult at times. I really do. It was funny. We were talking talking to to a mother the other day, weren't we, about Mm. this? And I was was saying, like, like, Every single thing I do, like with Mark, it's different because he's the joker. So they joke with him and they, you know, he's the funny one and he's the this and he's that and he can dance and he's a great dancer. He can sing, he's a great... Every single thing I do... No, you shouldn't feel bad. It's wonderful. But every single thing I do, and I do think it's a different thing between um, mums and dads because all my friends say the same. They all say, oh, my kids love it when my dad's silly. But no, the mum, they want them to be really sort of, you know serious so everything i do they bill it like sometimes when i'm saying something and it's just this constant oh my god look what she said oh my god she just said and it's like occasionally i will say to some girls watch that because that's actually bitchy if you did that in a group of girls if i saw you do it i would think that that was bitchy so sometimes i'll pull them up on it if i think it's crossing the line but most of the time I push through even when I'm hurt and I carry on doing exactly what I'm doing because I want to show them that that's what you do when people try and belittle you. You just do it anyway and you don't care. I think if so. there's more than one parent in the situation, and I think I've I've not achieved this as much as I have sometimes achieved this, I think it's really important that it, where you can, if you're being belittled by an older child, and I remember talking to a, a, a friend of ours recently um, who was talking about how you know she didn't particularly like the way her son was talking to her or was, you know, dealing with her. And, um, you know, and that that really struck a chord with me because what you kind of need in that situation is someone other than you to represent you. And I, I would sort of suggest that if you are... So in a, hard, isn't it? It like is even hard. in single parent. Yeah, yeah, a single so parent. Hard. But even in single parent, I don't know whether it's been single parent situations. I mean, what do you think? Do you Is there any merit in sitting down with a teenage boy and sort of reaching out and saying, do you know what, can I just say, not a lot, but just saying... That really hurt the other day, actually. I think, yeah, I think you really have to make a judgment call because I think if somebody outside of your home 
spoke to you in the same way and you yeah. thought it was unacceptable. It's absolutely important that you say it. You don't say it to them as a child. No. You say it to them as an adult, like you would. Say somebody at work belittled you and you didn't yeah. like it. What would you say to them? Treat them like that. So absolutely. I was, so I do that sometimes with the girls. I say, actually, that really upset me. Or actually, don't talk to me like that because I don't like it. Yeah. And I will say to them, I'm your mum. Yeah. And, and I don't want to be spoken to yeah. like that by you. So I do think it's important to nip it in the bud because some people can end up talking to their parents like that all the time. And if you yes. don't catch it early on, you can find that then, then that becomes acceptable. I'm thinking of some people that I know that I've watched do that recently. They're both, They're like in their... 30s and I heard them talking to their right. dad like this and I thought wow okay, okay. what yeah. age did that start being okay so I am and I don't like telling off my kids but I will pull them up well and again it. and I would say if you are not if you're not a single parent family I would very much say to your other partner if one of you is sort of getting it in the neck a bit more was being belittled a bit more than the other just reach out to your partner and say look Jeff uh, let's use generic Jeff um would you mind backing me up the next time this happens would you mind or, maybe having a word or even say take them to one side and say look your mum laughs that off yeah, exactly. but you're actually exactly. hurting her feelings that's what I mean yeah. do you know that yeah. you're actually hurting yeah. her feelings and they might go oh, do, do, but it will go in of, I've done that a couple of times I've, I've sort of fallen on my sword and said it's not it's not good the way sometimes we can corral round as all being joshy and all being fun and your mum's actually trying to cook a meal and it looks like we're being disrespectful I think we need to cut your mum some slack yeah. here you know, it's or sometimes when you're being silly as the mum and they go, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you have to push through. Because yeah. you do feel a bit of an idiot, yeah. but you've got to push through it because otherwise that will be become the norm. Can I just say that in these strange, unprecedented times... Unprecedented. Unprecedented, Nadia. The, Nadia Swallow off the telly, who's going to be off the telly again soon. In these unprecedented times, I think this has been a, such a successful way of continuing the conversation. I love it. I think it. we should do it again next week. Yeah, so and anyone, we've still got loads we've got more loads there. More. So... so guys, follow us on Instagram. We're also on YouTube, the Swallow Adelies or Nadia Swallow and Family. Um, do, follow, do follow us, do comment on any of our platforms or on iTunes. You can leave comments under this and you know, let's raise some questions. Bring your bring your topics to the table and let's have a mm. chat about them. Let us know mm. if you want to be named or not named. It, it's a really rich way to have a dialogue, actually, mm. isn't it? Mm. And have a really chat. Like really it. like really it. Really like it. All right, guys. All right, guys. Stay safe. Stay safe. Um, yeah. What do we do now? Do we just go in another room and look at each other? <laughs> that's it for this episode of confessions of a modern parent if you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today we'd love you to get in touch use the hashtag confessions of a modern parent if you want to find me on twitter it's at nadia sawala and on instagram it's at nadia sawala and family and if you fancy getting in touch with me it's at mark underscore adderley thank you so much for listening if you like the show please subscribe rate and review tell your friends and get involved and you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. <laughs>